Owen Power is a Buffalo Sabre. Eric Portillo is not. And Ryan Johnson, we'll wait and see. Uh, Sabres and Lightning on Sunday, not much to talk about there. So we'll spend a lot of time on the prospects. Power, Portillo, Power's debut, and also hell of a weekend for Jack Coyne, J.J. Paterka, and Rochester. That's all coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Our podcast today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin on today's show. Did you, uh, did you bet anything? Masters this weekend? I didn't bet any Sabres. No, I'm like, uh, I'm just waiting for. Uh the Stanley Cup fly- playoffs. I know I have my Flames future, which Flames seems future. like it's going steady, but yeah. yeah. They're going to be they're going to be a powerhouse, I think once they get there. Uh I got my Kings. I'm going to be betting against the Rangers heavy. Um I had uh over the weekend Scotty Scheffler after the second round at even money to win. I, it was very strange to me. He was up 5 and he was even money to win after the first two rounds and that that paid off. It got a little tense there. I mean, the first couple holes of the fourth round, you might have thought mm-hmm. Cameron Smith was going to win before he completely fell apart. Um, so good week for the Masters. The Sabres didn't have as fun of a week or weekend. We will uh, talk briefly about the, the game against the Lightning, but the bigger stories today, Owen Power and Eric Portillo. Power signs with the Sabres on an entry-level contract. Portillo is going back to Michigan for his junior season, and we still don't know the status at time of recording on Minnesota defenseman Ryan Johnson. We'll break down all that in just a second, but I don't know. Jordan, I, I was looking for a reason to pay attention to that Sabre game. I had it on in the background, but you know what? When you're down 4 nothing to the Lightning, uh, Master Sunday is going to take precedent. I'm just going to be I'm going to be frank about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't blame anybody for for uh, turning off the Sabres, if, if that's the case, but the Masters is kind of like a 4 nothing game. I feel like it was just yeah. a, a runaway the whole way through too. Um, so kind of the weekend of the uh of the blowouts. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't right. know if you got to talk about the Panthers game, but the, I mean that was a good one. But the Panthers game was a good game back and forth. I did not actually talk about that Panthers game because that would have been on Friday night. Uh the Sabres showed some good bite in the first two periods, I thought, in that game. There was the extracurricular stuff at the end of it. Uh, and that's of course arguably the best team in hockey that they were leading 3-1 against, and they weren't able to hold on to it. Uh, you had some really nice plays in that game. Jeff Skinner's goal was really good. Kyle Poso gets another one. Tage Thompson gets another one. So, yeah, like, where are we at with them? Like, their their record is not as amazing as it looked for a while there, where they were, like, you know, nine wins in 12 games. But we're still feeling good, right? Yeah, I think that they are – this week is was all about, like, how do you look against the best? And for the most part, they looked outmatched, um, but they they show fight, and that's that's I think the most critical thing. Now Sunday, Sunday just doesn't seem like like our day, um, 
but that that happens when you're when you're a rebuilding team. You're not going to be consistent game in game out, giving great efforts. Yeah. Um, I just think that that's one of the things that you can't always. You don't get that's that's kind of the difference between the good teams and the not so good teams is that the consistency needs to be there night in night out. And the Sabers Sabers have they're known to put up like a stinker. I feel like every ten games or so, they just put out a game where they just don't have it. Yeah, even in that hot streak, they lost huge to Edmonton 6-1. I think they lost 6-1 to Florida. That's a good point. Um, We have a listener question from Kennedy. Uh, So this is kind of pertaining to the Amherst. With with, uh, huge games on Saturday night, Jack Quinn had three points. J.J. Paterka had four points. Both players are now over a point a game for the season. Actually, Paterka is at exactly one point per game. Quinn is number one in the AHL with 1.46 points per game. And Kennedy asks, Quinn is obvious, but is J.J. Paterka currently in line to be on the opening day lineup? Uh, I'll throw that one at you, Jordan. I think I think Kennedy's right that Quinn, there's no way he's not in the opening night lineup. He's been the best player in the AHL all season, top 10 pick. What about Paterka, though? Like, would you bet on him being in the opening night lineup? Would you say it would be, if, this, if I were setting a line, if I were setting a spread for whether or not he's on the Sabres for game one. Would would it, would that be minus money, you think? My guess it would be like 50-50. Um, I imagine he'll get to go to camp. He's had some NHL time this year. It didn't go all that well. I thought he looked mostly out of, like, from of any of the guys, I thought he looked the most like he needed more time mm. um, from the from the fringe guys. Uh, but, yeah, like, I would expect it to be like 50-50. I think he would be... I don't know if he would be like a favorite to make it, but he'd be like on my short list for sure. Yeah. I think remember. Yeah. I think you're right about the games he played. There was only what one or two. Um, I think maybe, it was, yeah, no, maybe it was more than that. Um, but the games that uh, he really shined in was in the preseason, you know, training camp. It mm-hmm. looked like he honestly might've earned a spot on the roster. I remember thinking this guy earned to start the, the year in, in Buffalo. But obviously, he would have ended up back in Rochester at some point. It was only two games in Buffalo. I thought the same thing when I watched him play the games. But camp, he but he looked like he had earned a spot in camp. And I think if he has the same type of camp in preseason next year, I would bet on him being in Buffalo, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is not. Uh, one guy that will absolutely be in Buffalo because he's making his debut on Tuesday in Toronto is Owen Power. We'll talk about him coming back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. But before we do that, I want to take a minute to tell you about Athletic Greens. I've been using Athletic Greens for the past couple of weeks. It's got me feeling really good. They've got the, the shakes that are really good and taste great in the morning. I like the little vitamin drops that you could put in your coffee, you could put in your water. Super easy. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It says all the things in the script. I'm not just making that up. Um, I've been using it a lot. It's lifestyle-friendly, keto, paleo, vegan, daily-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 
five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes as well. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres season's winding to a close. Michigan season ended. The Michigan Wolverines, which means news for Eric Portillo, which we'll get to in a little bit. Sabre goalie prospect, but also Owen Power. Power signs his entry-level contract on Friday. No surprise there. And he is expected to make his debut Tuesday night in Toronto. I was wondering if they might save it for Thursday in Buffalo for, like, fan interest and to help pack the arena. But I guess it doesn't matter that much that, you know, people are going to show up like regardless that they're going to want to see his first game at home on Thursday. Um, But now Tuesday, like that is a must watch game, obviously for Buffalo sports fans. Where does that rank a powers debut in Toronto? The opponent is nice too. Where does that rank for you on the season in terms of interest? Like I have to think that that's pretty high. Oh yeah. I think, um, Probably third after Eichel's return and then the Heritage Classic for my mm-hmm. top two. Um, but I would I would put this right up there. Like it's yeah. first overall picks, first game. Um, and everything that we've heard from power, seen from power this year is that he's living up to the billing. Um, so I'm excited for it. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the six with the sixth defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it will be Bryson that takes mm-hmm. a seat. Um, Cause I think Samuelson's to be honest, has played his way into the, uh, into the lineup yeah. pretty consistently. Um, so that, that would be my guess. Um, he'll play in line two, maybe with Miller. Um, right. Yeah. So that feels my pick. That feels right. Uh, before we get to, uh, anything else though, uh, got to ask the important questions. Is he uh top five Sabres hair all time? What do we think? That's, that's some, he's got a little bit too much hair. Oh, really? Too much hair. What are you giving him? Like he's got, he's got like bangs. Yeah. A little bit, but I mean, he has great flow. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That is a fact. Um, Sabres hair. I mean, Sabres have some good hair. Cody Eakin in the history. No. (laughs) What? You don't like Cody Eakin? You don't like his hair, I mean? I mean, nobody likes Cody Eakin, but um (laughs) that harsh. That's not nice. That's not nice. He's so bad. That turnover against Florida, man. I mean, holy cow. I agree with you though. I think Bryson's gonna be the one to come out. Uh power goes on the left side with Miller. I mean, hell, Jordan, unless someone gets hurt, that might be the left side of their blue line for 10 years. You know, Darlene Darlene, Power Samuelson. Yeah. That that um, has I'll get to, we'll get to the Ryan Johnson part of that in a second, but that's been my wonder about Ryan Johnson. Is he just look at that and say, "There's no spot for me. These guys are horses." You know, Darlene has been amazing. Power is you know the first overall pick, and Samuelson's been great. Samuelson was the only player I liked in the game against Tampa uh, last night. So they are lock solid there. What what do you what what do you think Power will mean to the team's build? He's kind of a curious part of their of their core. Because he's not really playing a position that they have a need for. Because obviously, I just told you, Darlene's been unbelievable this year, and Samuelson's been really solid. 
But at the same time, he if he is, you know, Victor Hedman, if he's Aaron Ekblad, he's just a 25-minute horse that you're putting out there every night. I mean, that that blue line could really become the strength of this team, I think, if power really yeah. hits. That my thought is that it's the Sabres have been missing an identity. Like they don't really have one. And I'm thinking that they could be like, okay, this is a blue line that's really tough to break down. It's really tough to get through. Um, they definitely need to share up the right side, but like that, that is something that I can get behind. And I think that that would make it like more comfortable because we're gonna have young goalies here soon. Like we're gonna have Ukapeka Luknin probably Devin Levi at least after next year. And it's like, we need a good blue line to help that like work. Um, but they're not just like defensive defensemen either. They're all pretty good puck movers, mm. um, which is big. Like, I think we, we can really start out the back and then work our way up from there. You need two st- stud defensemen. Mm. Um, and I think that they, they have that. Power will wear number 25. He wore 22 at Michigan. He wore 25 for Team Canada at the World Juniors and at the Olympics. And 22 is kind of already taken. Jack Quinn wears 22 in Rochester, Ah. and he wore it for the couple of games earlier in the season. So Power is going to wear 25. He's the 17th. No, excuse me. He's the 16th Sabre ever to wear the number 25. How many uh, in the next minute do you think you can name? that wore 25. Um, I think, I think you could reasonably get like five or six of them. A lot of these others are just nobodies. That we've I know about. Greer Greer 2004 to 2011. That's the 25 of our lifetime. Was, was root Salinen root Salinen is 25. That yeah. that's, I mean, that is the, that's the kick out the door to him. They just gave his number out. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is a, there was probably one in like the tank years. There is kind of, yeah, there's one, there's there's two in the tank years. One that is like a tank guy and the other that's like more of like a, he's, he's, he's not thought of as a tank guy. I will say he's known like, for uh, other reasons. It wasn't Thank, like Chris Stewart, was it? No. Uh, Carlo Koliakovo. Okay. Wore 25. Yeah. He, that's actually the year after the tank. The guy that wore it in the tank year was, uh, that was the end of his Sabre career. At the end of his, he was, he was, uh, a guy with high hopes that fell way short. And then the tank year was like, that was it for him. In fact, he was then traded after the tank year. He was a Sabre first round pick. Mm. Oh, Mikhail Grigorenko. Grigo Palooza over 25. Of course. We really thought he was going to be great for like, you know, a I have a shirt. I have a shirt. Do you? Gregorico you have a Grigorenko shirt? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth Griffith, by the way, I skipped over who is here in the meantime there. Uh, Mark Mancari wore number oh, yeah. 25. Big shot. That's all he did. Remember like the 100 mile an hour slap shot? He was on Rochester for forever. He was on yeah. Rochester for a long time. You mentioned Mancari. How, or you mentioned Greer. How about, uh, oh, can I get you to this guy with just hints? How about like not, a guy on the Sabres in like the 99 cup run that was like, like, man, if you think of that team and, like, they did not have elite goal scorers, like, this guy playing on a top six role. I think he actually played on a line with Pekka in the 99 season. Um, oh, do I have any other? What are the, what's his initials? VV. 
VV. Oh, Vas- Vaclav Verada. Vaclav Verada. <laughs> Another great 25 from Sabres uh, history. And then uh, the one other that is obviously, I think, the best number 25 in Sabre history, Dave Andrzejczyk. Uh Dave Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know. If I we- thought deeply enough about it, I might have gotten that one. Which I guess, you know, I, I wasn't really debating whether or not Andrew Chuck would have his number retired, but this will be uh, kind of the final nail in that coffin. We weren't thinking he was going to get his number retired. Right? I think the next one is Miller. I think the next one's Miller, too. I, um, I'm i going to want to – this. I'm going to save this as a topic for the offseason, but I was thinking the other day. I don't know why. I was th- Actually, the, I was at the Bandits game, and Bandits getting smoked. It got good. They came back. It became a fun game. You know, the, they're like the best team in the league. No, I know. I know. I've been enjoying their game. I'm not trying to insult them. I'm just saying uh-huh. it was like 8-1. And what do I do when it's 8-1? Yeah. I just start looking around. You know, I'm looking at the banners. I'm looking at the <laughs> rafters. And then I'm looking at that space next to Generet. And I'm like, Miller. Miller's banner's next, right? And then I thought, what color is that going to be? It would what be color? the same. Even though he never wore it? I think so. All right. Well, we, we still should have the conversation of what it should be. Uh, and maybe would that's the be, like, would they put, would they really put a slug up there? I, oh man, or would four. they put the, have, the red ones? You have four, ones. don't you have four options here? You could do with, if Miller gets a banner, you could do the same one that's up there, the white with the royal blue, even though Miller never wore it, except the winter classic, he wore it, but that's one game. Uh, he wore the slug. So you could do the Navy with the slug logo. He did the red and black, but that was only for one year as a starter. And then a little bit of, it's like a call up before that from Rochester. And then you have the current logo, but in Navy. So maybe they do that current banner, but instead of Royal blue, they do oh. Navy blue. Uh, I'd much rather just have like the, the regular, like just oh. go with the same one. Well, or he wore the yellow third jersey, so you could do a yellow saber banner. With the oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Logo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's that's an off season debate. We'll For save. all time, we're gonna count years that. from now. They're gonna see that jersey and be like, "What is that?" Um, <laughs> we'll we'll table that debate for uh, the summer when we are very thin on topics to talk about uh, here on the podcast. When we come back, let's check in on Ryan Johnson. There's no news on that, but. Quick thought on whether or not we think that's he's going to go back to Minnesota, and then whether or not Jordan and I are worried about Saber prospect goaltender Eric Portillo going back to Michigan uh, for his junior season, meaning he'll hit unrestricted free agency one month after leaving school next year. So we'll talk about him and uh, the future at that position when we come back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Before we do any of that, want to remind you, our episode's brought to you by betonline.net. The Masters is through, but you've got the NBA play-in games to bet on. That got set tonight. Jordan, have you checked out the odds on that yet? You see the Nets? I like the Nets. The Nets. I like the they're, Nets odds to make it. They're an eight-point favorite on the road against the Cavaliers. The poor Cavaliers, man. They had a great season. They had a great season. They're going to make the, the playoffs. Cavaliers the are going to be in the play-ins? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. they fell. They fell to seven. But they'll, be, they'll be like eight, right? They just need to win one of two. They need to win one of two. But, but man, how unlucky they got. They were like a top six seed the whole year. They hadn't made the playoffs since LeBron left. And it's like, all right, you're in the play-in game, and you have to play Durant and Kyrie. Like, congratulations. Holy cow. Uh, but right, they only have to win one of the two. So you've got that to bet on. You've got the NHL down the stretch to bet on. You can bet against 
the Vegas Golden Knights. They've been winning a little bit more, but their playoff odds are still pretty low. Uh, and you can bet on the Sabres, of course. Uh, at betonline.net, your continued source for all your sport wagering information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. And our episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's that time of year I've pretty much given up all my year's resolutions. Have not done that yet with Built Bar. I do not plan on doing that with Built Bar. The Puffs have made that very easy to not give up on them because it is one of the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. It's not even really a protein bar. It's a protein-infused marshmallow covered in chocolate. How can you go wrong with that? And Built Bars are healthy. Check out the macros, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin at Sneaky Joe Sports at JR Hanskin here on the Locked On Savers podcast. So the news from, was it Saturday, is that Eric Portillo, Saber, third-round pick from a couple years ago, prospect goaltender, Michigan starting netminder, he is going back to Michigan for his junior season. And what that means is when he, if he leaves school after next year or after the year after, whenever he makes the decision, I'm leaving school. doesn't matter if it's next year or the year after. Whenever he makes that decision, the Sabres will then, a clock will start. The Sabres will have 30 days to sign him before he hits unrestricted free agency. So, one, Jordan, I'll ask you, does it matter what what he does, given that they have Lukanen and Levi in the picture? And two, are you guessing that he's he's aiming for free agency because of the other guys at the position in the organization? Um, I think it's definitely possible. I was wondering. Um what the thought process is um, for him. Um, Cause it's not even Garrett. Devin Levi could technically do the same thing if he wanted to. He, he needs to stay two more seasons though, before he, which I doubt will happen. I think Devin Levi probably Portillo's in a tougher spot because on the surface, he's not as good as Devin Levi and he might like know it. Mm. Um, whereas Devin Levi, if he wants the saber job, odds are he can, He'll get it. He'll probably be the favorite to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, even over Ukapaka Lukanen, who I think next yeah. year is going to be a big year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's kind of like his development's taken a little bit longer and he hasn't really gotten a chance to take over the team yet. Right. Um, but that could change things too. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could see that being a factor. Um, if that's the case, then it wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't matter as much to me um, if he did decide to leave. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like losing players for nothing, but yeah, is what it is. Maybe yeah. maybe we try to trade him. Maybe we add him as a piece. Flip your depth. Yeah, he's he's turned into a, he right. He's not as good a prospect right now as Levi, and I would still say not as good as Lukanen either. I think that pecking order right now is like in terms of like the Sabers and their priority. They would probably view Levi number one, Lukanen number two, Portillo number three. I think, I think that's fair given Lukanen's like time in Buffalo. Like it's been yeah. up and down. Like I think he's had some moments where he looks pretty solid and some moments where he like obviously needs work, but he's yeah. still young. He's still so, what, like, yeah. Yeah. 22, 20, 22, 22 years old, I think. Yeah. Um, Miller yeah, didn't uh, make the Sabres until what? 24, 25. He didn't become their starter until he was 25 years old. 
Yeah. Neither, neither did uh, Linus Allmark. Allmark took a while too, and he turned into a good goaltender. So, yeah, Levi might take a couple more years. Lukanen might take a couple more years. Portillo might just take the Cal Peterson route and say, I'm going to play Michigan one more year and I'll see where I'm at. You know, if Lukanen, you know, it could depend on Lukanen. If Lukanen comes in and he just, he poops his pants for 82 games, then maybe Portillo goes, eh, there's an opening here. That guy stinks. I could do it. I could beat him out. And but it's but if Lukanen, you know, if he's Igor Shesterkin and he's like in rookie of the year conversation and he's like a legitimate starting goaltender, then maybe Portillo's like, okay, I'm definitely leaving now. So I'm not saying he knows what he's going to do next summer. It might depend on what Lukanen does. And from the Sabres perspective, you know, I still almost consider Portillo as like Lukanen insurance as like if Lukanen's bad, then if I'm Kevin Adams, I go to Portillo after the season and say, you're above him. You're above him. And vice versa, if Lukanen has a great year, then you're not worried about losing Portillo, I think. So yeah, I, it's, I, a, it's, I, a, it's a good a situation to be in if you're the Sabres. Great situation to be in. Um, we have probably some, like the best goaltending prospect depth in the in the league right now. One, two, like, three. Three guys that can play really good. Mm. And one of them just won goalie of the year. Yeah. Um, and he's not the one that's probably going to be the starter next year. Like Right. Yeah. Uh, the other guy to wonder about right now is Ryan Johnson. I think that one's a little bit easier. I think that one is uh, a little more curious as to what the Sabres would do, though. We don't have a decision from Ryan Johnson. The Sabres' first-round pick, 31st overall in the 2019 NHL draft, the pick they got from the St. Louis Blues in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, and maybe that even has an impact on this because you know I heard for years that the Pagulas and Sabres' management because Tage Thompson was a major part of the O'Reilly trade and it looked like an embarrassing move for the Sabres that they basically told their their coaches and their scouts and their GMs like I don't care make it work you know we're not taking this big of an L on this make it work with Tage Thompson and I would think that same type of attitude could come into play with Ryan Johnson is they're not going to want to lose him for nothing but what makes sense for Ryan Johnson right now I think it's clearer from Ryan Johnson's point of view you're fourth on this team in terms of left shot defensemen, you know, and unlike Portillo, Portillo could maybe say, Oh, maybe Lukanen has a down year. Maybe Levi doesn't turn into anything great in the NHL that it could still be a pathway for me to start there for, for Johnson. I mean, Samuelson's been dynamite his rookie year. Darlene's been amazing in his, this season and powers the number one overall pick. If I'm Ryan Johnson, I'm like, I'm just going to go back to Minnesota. I'll chill for a year. I'll go for a national championship. And then what's, why would I go be the fourth guy at that position in Buffalo when, you know, Pittsburgh who has no prospects. I could be their number one prospect on the left side of their blue line. And that makes me think if I'm Kevin Adams, you tell me what you think of this as a theory or as a, a strategy. I think Kevin Adams, if Ryan Johnson comes to them in the next week and says, I want to go back to Michigan. I am instantly calling around and finding someone to trade him with and try, you know, I don't need to trade him for nothing. Flip your depth, flip your prospect depth. If someone wants to give you a right shot defenseman, they're at a, they're at a premium right now. So I'm not, I'm guessing that's not possible, but if someone wants to do it, you do it. Or if someone really in like prospect pools all around, like nobody has a right shot defenseman. There's something happening. I I don't know what it is, but (laughs) like right shot. All the righties want to play forward. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but like, yeah, right shot defensemen are like not coming into the league very much right now. It's weird why that's happening. I, that Don Granato true. was talking about it the other day. Um, but you know, trade Johnson for a winger 
that's like a, a same level prospect as him. Um, but what do you think of that as a, a strategy? Is if he doesn't oh, sign think, you right now, you look to trade him. I think that's like totally realistic. Um, I think the Sabres are in a very unique spot with given their cap situation, is that they can think about like I saw I saw an article that we're like the top prospect pool right now. Yep. In the yep. league. Like they're in a spot where it's not necessarily I don't want them going like all in, of course, but try to trade for a young player that other teams don't want, like, or that they're looking to move or they're in cap trouble. Mm-hmm. Like use maybe Ryan Johnson, even Portillo, maybe they're both going back to school. Like, and they'll probably sign with that team. Like, it's not like they're somebody that you wouldn't want to have. I mean, they're both good players, but they just don't fit for us and maybe trade for like a good right-handed shot. That's like maybe 25 in the league. Right. Um. Yep. Like they have, they have a lot of flexibility, um, and it's just, it's just more, more good for a team that doesn't, did not have a lot of good going into this year. But it just feels like they, this flexibility is something that they could use to their advantage. Right. All right. Well, we'll keep on Ryan Johnson watch. We'll see if we get anything in the coming days. Owen Powers' debut is on the way Tuesday night in Toronto. So that's where our, our that's where our attention will be uh, heading into Tuesday. So thanks everybody for listening to the show today. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are shooting for 1000. We're getting closer, but would greatly appreciate anyone that watches the show or wants to watch the show. Check us out on YouTube. And if you like what we're doing, uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button. It'd be a, a great help to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at sticky Joe sports. Jordan is at JR Hanskin and the podcast account is at locked on sabers. Uh, I had some good tweets on. We had some good tweets on the podcast account the other day about uh, Kyle Poso extending his lead as the all-time scorer in Saber history that were acquired via free agency. Did you see that list? He's like sixty ahead of anybody else. But uh, another off-season debate, maybe who the best free agent signing is in Saber history. Um, but we'll turn our attention to Toronto and Owen Power on our next show. So thanks everybody for listening. We will talk to you then. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked on fantasy hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Talk to you tomorrow on Locked on Sabres.